Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. It is September 14th. And yesterday we, uh, I, I'm going to say we ended a little better for the most part than we started the day yesterday. It was kind of a mixed bag, um, a little red, some green. Uh, we'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Hey, before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, there's a lot of things in this world that you and I, we, we cannot control. You can control the amount of risk you have in your current portfolio. You need to know what that risk is. And secondly, you need to know how much risk you should have in your current portfolio. Too many people don't really realize what that should be. That's why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design analysis. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Well, not for a few minutes, because I'm going to be busy here. Yeah, we're going to talk finances and see what's going on with your money on Wall Street this morning. And uh, if you're worried about the Federal Reserve next week, well, geez, maybe you ought to be. Let's go downtown to Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler, who's on the phone this morning. Philip, how you doing today? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today. It's uh, And yesterday ended up being, well, it was a mixed bag, but... Definitely kind of better than what it started off the morning yesterday. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, yesterday we ended up, let me see here, the Dow ended up losing 71 points. The uh, Standard & Poor's actually gained five and a half. And NASDAQ did a little bit of a recovery, up 40 points. That ain't too bad. I wanted to ask you, and I didn't get a chance to do that before we went on the air, uh, what the Sam Hill happened about 3 in the afternoon, because all of a sudden the Dow just fell like a rock about 3 p.m., and I didn't see anything on my ticker that indicated it. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything or nothing came across my ticker giving me any indication of what could be causing that either. Um, it was kind, kind of a volatile day on the blue chips. The other ones ended up, like I said, slightly to the positive, and I'll take that happily. And it kind of brings us up to this morning because I got a hunch this is going to be kind of a volatile day. We talk, it, we talk about concerns about what the Federal Reserve does next week when they meet and talk interest rates. The European Central Bank, about 6.30 this morning, our time, announced a quarter percent interest rate increase over in Europe, and their economy, as a rule, hasn't been as healthy as ours has been. And then with the, uh, the inflation and the job figures we got this morning, uh, producer price index up the core without, without energy affecting it, up more than expected, retail sales up more than expected, and still I got Barron's, the big, uh, you know, big tip sheet, uh, saying they still expect the Federal Reserve to hold our interest rates steady, and I'm looking at it just given history of the people on the Fed. I'm having trouble believing that right now, aren't you? Uh, I am too, Dave. I mean, just um, the numbers that are coming out here this week, they just give me some concern that I don't know that the Fed has the ability to say no to a rate increase here. Um, I, don't, I don't want one. I think they've overdone it. They need to give it time to work its way out. But but I'm looking at the numbers and trying to think like the Fed, and I'm thinking this economy is still, inflation's still there, and, uh, and, and, I, and I think they're going to see that and say, look, we're going the wrong direction. We got to put some more pressure on. 
Well, yeah, and that, that's kind of where I'm at, too. I don't think it's a good idea. Six to nine months, generally, they say, to bake in an interest rate increase. So we're just now beginning to uh, get the interest rate increases that we felt at the end of last year, beginning of this year. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking exactly the same thing you are. I'm not in favor of it, but uh, if I'm using their mindset, they're going to. talk and Quantifying the, the numbers, uh, the producer price index overall up seven-tenths of a percent last month. We're yet, they were expecting it only to be up, let me see here, I'm looking at it, 0.3%, I think. No, 0.4% expected. Yeah, Yeah, 0.4. The core, once you factor out the unstable stuff like gas and the like, was only up 0.3%, but that's 50% more than they expected because they expected two-tenths of a percent. And really, we've been blaming all this crud on the price of gas, but even the core numbers factoring out factoring out energy are going up faster than the Fed expected, faster than economists expected. And then the consumer continues to spend money. Retail sales last month were up six-tenths of a percent. And again, they were expecting to be up. I'm looking at my numbers. Yeah, they were expecting to be flat, basically flat. Uh, the core, without gas and oil and all the variables, uh, up two-tenths of a percent. Again, they were expecting it to be flat. We've got a very healthy economy here, Philip. That's good news, but it's not what the Fed wants to see. No, it's not, you know, and and so I think that that's going to cause some concern uh, when they meet uh, next week. And jobs, you know, we're not seeing unemployment go crazy either. I mean, the initial jobs claims came in at 220,000 and that was what was expected. Granted it's 4,000 more than last week, but you know, that's, that's minuscule in the whole scheme of things. So that's, that's mostly margin of error numbers. And it's still an abnormally low number of people between jobs at any given time. I'm, I'm, I'm just seeing something where, uh, I don't want them to pump our interest rates up. I don't want to get kneecapped again. But just, you know, when you look at the producer price index, the, the CPI was hotter than expected yesterday. I've always said the PPI is kind of a one-month leader on what the CPI is going to do. And that says next month's not going to be a lot better on that report than consumer price. Yeah, exactly. So we, uh, we, we've got some headwinds, I mean, in terms of what the Fed's going to be looking at. Absolutely. And, uh, it's going to impact on the stock market as time goes on because uh, it, it, with all of this, you know, Barron's is saying that uh, don't expect anything exciting if they hold steady next week because they've already baked in another hold on the interest rates. Well, they baked it into the prices and then kick us one. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to what happens down Wednesday afternoon of next week. Yeah, if, if, if rates go up, you can expect a volatile day for sure. Absolutely. One of the reasons why I don't think it's a good idea came out with uh, Delta Airlines this morning. They revised their guidance for their earnings per share downwards, so the top end of the range that they're giving now is is below the bottom end of the range that they were expected to do, and the primary reason is energy prices. It's costing a potload more to fill up a tank tank of jet fuel, and their earnings are going to go down because their expenses are going up. Well, with energy prices being as out of control as they are, and we get to the price of crude oil, I think both of us are going to cuss under our breath a little bit. This isn't exactly the time we want to raise our mortgage rates. No, it's not. I mean, you look at it and think, well, Delta following suit, right, with what we saw yesterday from uh, Frontier and um, was it American yesterday? I think so, out, yeah. Um, and, and reduced their guidance 
Um, and so now we're seeing the same things from Delta. I assume we're going to see the same thing from Southwest and, and all of them um, because they're going to be battling that same deal. They're going to be battling the increase in oil prices, which means fuel's going up. And, uh, and so that's going to continue to put pressure on not just the airlines, but think about the trucking companies, right? I mean, there's a lot of, of uh, people that are going to be affected by the increase in oil prices uh, across the board. Yeah, heavy trucking is not going to be fun. Ditto for railroads. They run on diesel fuel, I believe. Uh, anything that involves moving stuff is going to end up having lower earnings per share numbers, primarily because the expenses are out of control and because it's temporal, they can't reflect automatically with a price increase. The power companies are able to put a fuel surcharge on. doesn't work quite as easily when you've got a choice between UPS and FedEx. i got to make a decision, and I'm going to buy which one's cheaper. Well, exactly. Yep. And that's the, and that's the case. I mean, right. So they, they may not have quite the pricing power that everybody else does, but if they go up together, uh, you know, they're not supposed to, but let's face it, they're, they're going to know what the other one's doing and, and follow suit. Yeah. It ain't price fixing when you're only watching one or two competitors. You just watch them like a hawk and do the same darn thing. Right. Exactly. Pretty darn close. Delta's actually bouncing, it says, after a profit outlook was cut. I'm surprised. Evidently, the market is saying, yeah, we get it, so they're still buying them. Well, the only thing I can think of in, in the case of, of Delta is that um, they are still considered the top airline, um, at least here in the U.S. And so they, uh, you know, there's still going to be a lot of traffic coming through. Um, and, and so they, they must assume that basically they're kind of undervalued right now. Absolutely. So after the last two days worth of inflation numbers tomorrow, we're not really going to get a great break because we're going to start hearing import prices tomorrow among the reports that are coming out. So we're going to have one more drip, drip, drip of data in advance of the Federal Reserve meeting next Tuesday and Wednesday. So uh, the pain may not be over because I'm not really that optimistic on import prices unless Japan is done or unless China is doing a fire sale because their economy is slowing down. Okay. Yep. That's uh <laughs> <laughs> we can always hope, can't we? Yeah, yeah, we can hope. We can hope. Any other tidbits we should know about this morning that you've had on your radar screen? You know, I, I got some uh, upgrades that I'm seeing across here that I find interesting. Uh Morgan Stanley, you know, they reiterated their Amazon as an overweight. And and I find it interesting that they think that the shares um, have a 20 to 60% upside in the months ahead. That, I, and that's a little, um, that's a little reachy for me. Um, but, but that's what their analysts are saying. Um, I find, so I found that interesting. JP Morgan's overweighting on Apple, um, with the launch of the iPhone 15 and the new watch coming out. So we're, we're seeing a few upgrades here and there. I got to uh, figure that they're counting on a big Christmas shopping season this year, which wouldn't hurt anybody's feelings. Resetting the table, mixed bag yesterday. The blue chips were off by a bit. Everybody else was up fractionally. 45 minutes before we opened this morning, and uh, you, you you really don't need to give me the oil futures, but I guess we're going to have to anyway. How we do in 45 minutes before equities start trading? So right now, the indexes are all in the positive territory. Uh, the Dow is up almost um, three-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 is up a third. Uh, NASDAQ 100 is up a third of a percent. And the uh, Russell 2000, Dave, up uh, three-quarters of a percent this morning. So cool. uh, some good numbers there, yeah. 
Uh, silver and gold both down. Silver's taking a real beating down almost 2% this morning. Gold down a half. And like you said, crude oil is heading up, up almost, well, a little over 1.5% right now to $89.97. We can't get a whole lot closer to 90 uh, I just had mine ticked to ninety dollars and two cents. I think you're probably you've got a more current number. It evidently bumped over it a little while ago on my delayed quote, but I don't want to see it anyway. I think ninety is almost a foregone conclusion before the end of the day. Asia Pacific Rim market generally up at the close at six a.m. Kind of following our more adventurous stocks that do business heavily over there. Uh, European markets are kind of looking at us and saying, "Okay, we'll make it through." I got modest amounts of green ink across the board there. Uh, the UK market is up by one point two percent halfway through their trading day. They're the outlier, but it's on the green side, so we're glad to see it. Somebody want to get some help in terms of making sure a retirement plan actually happens. Having a plan is always a really good first start. How do I find you to get that plan, Philip? Exactly, Dave. And that planning starts with our core retirement design, where we help you design that retirement plan so you have the retirement you always dreamed of. Uh, and then this weekend, join us for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. All righty. We'll be back here tomorrow morning to tell you what happened today and what's likely to affect your money tomorrow here. I'll see you then. All right. Have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Once again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope your week's gone well. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. If you need anything, please don't hesitate. Give us a call. 863-382-0037. Take care now.